It's okay not to be okay. Did you hear? It's okay not to be okay. I don't know what it hurts like to be broken, but if I did know, then I would know what it feels like to be whole. If I didn't know what it costs to be rejected, then I wouldn't know Christ's love and your love when I come home. Maybe it's okay if I'm not okay, because the one who's holding this world is holding on to me. And maybe it's okay if I'm not all right, because the one who holds the stars is holding me. And if I didn't know what it was like to be dirty, anybody been there? Then I wouldn't know what it feels like to be clean. And if my shame hadn't driven me to hide in the shadows, then I would not know the beauty of being free. Maybe it's okay if I'm not okay, because the one who holds the world is holding on to me and you, and maybe it's all right if we're not all right, because the one who holds the world is holding on to you and me. And maybe it's okay if I'm not perfect, because the perfect one is holding me. You and I believe in the Holy Spirit, who is one with the Father, one with the Son, and is a person. And Jesus Christ sent him to be with you and me on Pentecost. Today, we're celebrating to comfort us, to guide us and empower us. And today, I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit comforts us. It's okay if we're not okay. If we're suffering in any way, it's okay. We don't have to be perfect. Only he is perfect because, you know, that old saying in the Bible, when we are weak, he is strong. The one who holds the world is holding on to us. Now, you heard this morning, as Denny read, how everybody thought everybody who was having this Holy Spirit experience was drunk. Well, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. I want to be fresh and new, and I want to be drunk with the Spirit. How about you? Amen. Let's be drunk with the Spirit. You know what? I can't do this life alone. I just can't do it all by myself. I need you, but I need God. I need the Holy Spirit in you. I need us all to be together as one. I can't do it all alone, and I've never met anybody who could do it all alone, have you? I know people who are trying. Some of them are in my family. That really bothers me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me and all of them in my family who need you. I've seen people who thought they had it all together. One was at the conference last week. Big dude, strong, African-American, handsome, swagger. And he told about how he had it all together. He had a job. He had a house. He had a family. He had kids. And then he made some really bad decisions. And he ended up in prison for eight years. Lost his house, lost his family, lost everything he had, his job. Came out of there with nothing but the Holy Spirit because some of you, and I know you do this for the wonderful ladies who come and help us, some of you enter the prisons 
and tell people about Jesus. Well, some of us were motivated, not me in particular, but others, to go into that prison and talk to that man. And over a period of years, the light dawned and the Holy Spirit indwelled in him and he was baptized. And for the last few years of his life in prison, he led other people to the Lord. In fact, there are 60 of them that are now out of prison that are in his team. And many of them were there sitting in the front row at Lakeside last week. Praise God. Praise God. Now he has a job in a gym. And he is happier than he's ever been in his life. And the only swagger he's got is for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the Holy Spirit does that over a period of time, right? The Holy Spirit sometimes takes a long time to get people to understand what's going on. But sometimes he just zaps people, and I wish he would zap some of the people in my family. Anyway, last week we heard about a guy who was zapped. You know I took $200 from this church to give to the church starts. And boy, was that ever fun to watch all the, all the churches um, go up on the stage and drop their donations in the net. And then we heard from one of the church starts, very small church. They just got a new member. I'm going to call him Clay. And he came up on stage in an old pair of jeans and an old T-shirt. It's about all he's got. And the person that interviewed, introduced him said, I'm so sorry, Clay, I forgot to tell you you were going to speak to people, but I never told you it would be 3,000. So he was a little bit scared. And he got up on the stage, and he told us a story that was so amazing in his way. And I wish I could tell it like he did, but the gist of it is this. He was a drug addict from the time he was 15 and an alcoholic coming from a drug-addicted, alcoholic family. He was about 40 when he met this new pastor of this new church start, and the guy asked him to come and help him with something. I forget what it was, maybe building something. He needed the money for drugs, so he went over there. And as he began to work with this group, he realized they had something he didn't have. He wanted to know what it was, and they said, well, why don't we take you down to the Miami River and baptize you? Okay, says he. he go, they go down, plunge him in, bring him out. And he said, that minute, that second, everything I'd ever done just floated right down the river. The drug addiction floated down the river. The alcoholism floated down the river. And he's been drug clean, drug free, alcohol free for one year. And now he's the... Um, He's the church technical person like Josh. Um, boy, it, it had our hair on our arms standing up. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will zap. And I wish they'd zap some people in my family. And you know what? I know I don't have it all together. But it's okay because the one who loves me comforts me. When I was um, in South Dakota in sub-zero weather, driving to my new job, I turned off to the Comfort Inn because I started having an anxiety attack. I don't know if any of you have ever had that. I got a room, 
I was in my winter clothes, and I sat on the edge of the bed, and I said, God, help my heart. It's going to pop right out of my chest. This is the stupidest, dumbest thing I've ever done. This is crazy. Why would I leave my job in Tampa, Florida, and all my family and friends, drive up here in the middle of winter in a, in a whiteout to be with people I don't know to do something that I'm not sure I can do. And I can still remember sitting on the edge of the bed, breathing so deep and so hard, um, a little bit shaky, when I could hear the Holy Spirit in my heart say, Judy, come on down to the first floor swimming pool and just lay there because I have more stuff to tell you. I said, God, you've got to be kidding. I ain't going to go down in the swimming pool <laughs> with my clothes on. I don't have a bathing suit. No problem. So I went down and got in that warm, wonderful water and just let myself go and floated as the Holy Spirit calmed me and told me that he had this. It was going to be okay. Sometimes when you go swimming, I know it's happened to you, and it's probably happened to you if you've been to the beach. It's cold, and you just put your toe in, and it's so cold you're not sure you're going to go any farther. And then you put your knee in, and then you get in halfway, and some of you is hot and some of you is cold, and finally just plunge in, and it feels so good, and you just lay back and float. That's what I did that day when the Holy Spirit first became real to me, really real. When you heard that song, I sang that in high school choir. But that didn't become real to me until I realized when they're talking about walking alone, they're talking about walking with the Spirit. Another way of putting the Holy Spirit is almost like Alka-Seltzer, okay? Remember the ad, oh, what a relief it is when you got an upset stomach and you're sicker than a dog and you pop that Alka-Seltzer in and it just bubbles up and everything kind of clears out of your stomach and you feel so relieved. That's kind of like what the Holy Spirit is. When you get baptized, God plops it down inside of you and it fizzes out and now, oh, what a relief it is. Pray to God that some people will stop long enough to feel the fizz. In the middle of the night, in the light of the day, there's no other hope for me, and I will sing that song, not just with great emotion, but now with more understanding that I'm not going to walk alone. I'm going to walk with faith. But I have to keep telling myself when I start getting the anxiety. Just had it yesterday. My daughter was in an airplane heading for Los Angeles. And every minute in the air, I was, oh, God, keep that plane in the air. Holy Spirit doesn't go. Our faith comes and goes. Holy Spirit never goes. So when you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. And don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. 
Walk on through the wind, walk on through the rain. Though your dreams are tossed and blown, we've all had that. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart because you're never going to walk alone. The spirit of the living God is with you and with me and maybe it's okay if we're not okay because the one who holds the world is holding us. Maybe it's okay if you're not okay because the one who holds the stars is holding you and your whole life in his hands. Will the congregation say amen? Hallelujah. And I believe we have a song to praise God with. Let me see. I think it's number 418. 